Welcome to Scrappy ABM, your source for groundbreaking approaches that don't break the bank. ABM shouldn't cost 200K in tech to even get started. So if you want to get started with ABM or make your program even better without investing a massive amount of money, you're in the right place. Each week, we'll hear from the brightest minds in the marketing world who are redefining ABM, achieving incredible results with untraditional methods, limited resources, and a whole lot of creativity. This isn't a show about how much money you can spend on fancy tech or overhyped tools. Instead, it's about celebrating creative problem solving and the scrappiness it takes to get ABM right. We'll dive into how these marketing leaders built robust ABM strategies with limited resources, revealing the actionable insights that led to their biggest wins. So if you're a marketer ready to challenge the status quo and build a scalable, efficient, effective marketing strategy, Scrappy ABM is the show for you. So if you're ready to discover ABM strategies that are lean, impactful, and utterly transformative, let's dive into this episode. Hello and welcome to Scrappy ABM, your practical uh, podcast for playbooks that do not break the bank when it comes to account-based marketing. Uh, Today, I am joined by Andy Binkley, who is the founder and CMO of Torial. Andy, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, Mason. Appreciate you for having me, man. And... A special shout out for you joining me. I had a different guest lined up and I appreciate the fact that you are <laughs> very willing and open to hop in last minute for a live show and really dig yeah. into some practical playbooks. What I'm excited about for our conversation today is Torial provides the opportunity to do interactive demos. What I'm excited to learn and dig into is specifically how you guys are running an account-based play in which you can actually tangibly show people this is the impact of the product. Uh, in a very high touch and personalized way. And I think that really anybody in the SaaS space can take this playbook and really run with it. So as we think about this playbook, like what do you call this playbook internally? Yeah, it's a good question. We, you know, we, we're not too creative with our name. We call it tech stack demos, where we actually send interactive demos to specific accounts based off the tech stack that they're using that aligns with how our product can help out with them. So we just call them tech stack demos. We use them for pipe gen primarily. We yeah. can use it for all sorts of things, but yeah, I think it's it's a really good tactic. I think especially nowadays with, I mean, everybody's so integration focused, integration led, ecosystem led, right? And being able to really show people exactly how your product fits into their ecosystem that they're already using is killer. It's awesome. So we we call them tech stack demos where we send people demos of exactly what their tech stack looks like and how it fits into our tool. And I, I love that specifically because it's not just a, hey, here's how our tool functions, but it's here's how our tool functions in your existing workflows. And it makes it less of a barrier for people because typically speaking, they don't want to have to figure out a new tool and then how that tool fits into their existing tool sets. Like you've now yeah. overcome <laughs> that hurdle for a lot of people. So I love that. Yeah. As- well, it's funny too, because I, I, I talked about this a while ago, but everybody, everyone's integrations work differently. Like, oh, we have a HubSpot integration. That could mean 500 different things, right? And it's become a messaging battle for a lot of companies that say they integrate with Salesforce, but that could literally mean 10,000 different things. And like that communication, that messaging doesn't resonate anymore, right? 10 years ago, if you had a Salesforce integration or even five, six years ago, if you had a Salesforce integration, that was probably enough to bait somebody and get them interested. Now it's like, well, everyone's got a Salesforce integration. There are platforms out there that help you create integrations with other, like it's just, it's proliferated across the space. So being able to really drill into what 
that specific integration, what that technology does and how it fits in the ecosystem is like so important. Yeah. Again, I love how this so clearly lines to ABM from like a, getting very specific, very direct and very personalized. So as you're running these kinds of plays, what is the technology that is generally required to make this successful? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously some sort of demo platform, interactive demo platform, we dog food ours. All right. No surprise there. We use Toriel. We also use some sort of tool that helps you figure out what a company's tech stack is, right? So you can use like build with or build with built with you can, we use, we use seamless for ours, but like any, any tool that is going to help you say, Hey, this company is most likely, or is definitely using this type of technology. It's great if it's website focused, right? Because you can just, those tools can scrape the website and pull the scripts and the pixels directly from that website. It's probably a little bit harder for some other types of companies, but I've also seen that to be pretty accurate as well. So a tool like that, where you can extract tech stack data and then some sort of account reveal tool you don't need. I mean, I've, I've transparently haven't used an ABM platform before. I've just used a bunch of other tools to kind of help me get there. So I use an account reveal tool, you know, from the website, you know, there's the, there's the clear bits of the world, the qualified we use warmly because warmly also has a really cool video capability and they license and white label six sense data for their account reveal abilities. So that's been really great for us. And then just, I mean, we use Slack for your alerts, right? Cause when somebody is in those demos, from an account-based perspective, you want to know that, right? We're talking about like high intent first-party data. When that's happening, you want to make sure that those alerts are happening in in real time, so that you can either action it right away or just you know know it could be right before a demo is happening that someone's going through that, right? So it's it's a good signal of intent. So we just use obviously Slack for those alerts. We create different channels and say, hey, like so and so is going through your demo or your demos. And those alerts are really helpful for us. Yeah. So again, not super complicated to put it really bluntly. Some form of a interactive demo platform. And there's a couple out there. Torial is a prime example. Some kind of a tech stack platform. And again, I like for people that haven't used something like this, I've personally used built built with. And it's yeah. literally like a, a Google Chrome plugin. So you go to somebody's yeah. website, you click it, and it pulls up. Here's all the code that's on their website. And then it just says like they're using HubSpot, they're using Salesforce, they're using Lead Feeder. So that makes it really easy to understand the tools that they're using. Uh, again, I love Warmly. Uh, I also know of, there's a ton of them out there, but two just to name specifically, if you're trying to get started with this for free would be Warmly and then Propensity is another one. Mm -hmm. But again, they're gonna give you the high level account data. So those are all free tools. Yeah. And then last but certainly not least, the workflow to just like at, hey, this account's on your website, that's super helpful in Slack. So yeah, again, four tools, which, Either you can act a built with is free, warmly and propensity have free tiers. Most people already have Slack. So like very accessible tech stack. The only thing you may need to purchase would be something like a, a demo platform tool. So again, fairly accessible play. Yeah. We've got we've got free trials too. You know, we're not Perfect. completely gated. <laughs> I love it. As far as content, like uh -huh. what content are you creating or maybe content assets are you creating to build a play like this? Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's, there's no magic, easy, one size fits all answer here. It's, it's really 
mostly just interactive demos. The only thing in addition to interactive demos that we do, like the interactive demos, we'll talk about that, like our highlight specific integrations and how your product works with the specific piece of technology. The only additional thing here is we actually send a demo center, which is our new product. We send a branded experience to them as well. So on top of showing what our integrations look like or what our product looks like with their integrations, we also show them a branded experience of what a demo center could look like if they were to to use it, right? So I'll actually touch on that here a little bit when we get into the tactics, but that's really about it. That's really about it as far as the content goes that we send, because we want to really zero in with our outreach being around that, those core integrations. Yeah. And again, we'll touch on the branded demo center here in just a moment, but as far as like overall budget, <laughs> how much is invested to run a program like this? Yeah. I mean, outside of tech, right? If you take the technology out of it, we don't spend much on actual bidding. We don't actually put a lot of program spend behind this. Our program spend is more one-to-many, not one-to-one. So from, from that perspective, we're just, we're firing off emails that we're getting from a, a data tool and, you know, also pushing this through LinkedIn as well, right? If we're able to be connected with them. So the yeah. outreach there is pretty straightforward. And then the tech overall, I mean, you know, if, if you have all of that tech and you're, and you're spending it, right, you're also using that for so many other things as well, right? You're like not just buying tech just for this, the tech that you're buying with Tutorial and Seamless and Warmly and Slack, obviously, like that might be somewhere between 10 and 20K for all of that, but you're using that in, you know, 50 different use cases across the funnel. So, but yeah, we have, yeah. we didn't use any program spend for it, just outbound email and, and, and LinkedIn. I love it. Okay. So we've got the high level again, we know the tools, we know the, the kind of budget, the general content, like let's get into the nitty gritty as you're thinking through the tactics and like the playbook in and of itself, where does somebody get started to run this? Yeah. Whenever I started thinking about this, just for anyone that's listening, I'm going to turn this into some sort of article, some sort of like, <laughs> some sort of content piece. Cause it's, 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 it's the step-by-step, -step. it's like a little checklist. It's really easy and it's been really helpful. But like the first thing that we, first thing you're going to do, obviously you're going to pull your list of companies you're in your ICP, right? So we would go into seamless. We would, you know, filter it down by the, you know, the software companies in the US that are maybe 100 to 200 employees, blah, blah, blah. And then from there, we would filter like those companies by the tech stack, right? So Seamless allows you to that are on for us, our best companies that we work with are ones that use HubSpot Market or Marketo and use Chili Piper or Calendly or HubSpot meetings, right? Because we've got direct integrations with all of those. So those are the companies that we fit best with. And then obviously Salesforce, right? Everyone works best with the Salesforce, but that's most folks. So we do that and then we'll pull, uh, we'll pull from our library, right? We've got a whole repository of interactive demos and a lot of them touch, all of them touch on the specific integrations that we have. So we'll pull from that library that focus on, focuses on those specific pieces of technology and we send those demos, right? Now, additionally, like I said earlier, we package them up into like a branded demo center, which is our new product. And, and, and again, more to come on that. We'll package them up into the branded demo center. And then we'll kind of send that as the, like the, the collateral that we, that we ship to them. And so now we have highly targeted and relevant demos for the accounts that we're going after. 
And additionally, we've shown them what it would look like if they had a demo center. Not everyone has a product that you can brand for your prospect the way that we can, right? Because if you purchase Toriel, you can get a demo center and that demo center can be branded to you. So we take advantage of that and we build branded experiences for them. And it's really easy. It takes like 20 minutes. But if you do have that, you should definitely do it. And I'm sure a lot of people are or are thinking about it. If you're not, you should definitely do it. I've been on multiple demos where they've said, you know, if you send me a message, I might look at it or I'm going to look at it, but I'm probably going to ignore it. If you build me something like you built something for me, I'm going to I'm definitely going to look at it. Right. I'm definitely going to click it. I'm going to I'm going to look through it. And there's a good chance like if it's, you know, level of effort is going to extract a higher commitment from the the recipient that account right so if you build something for them they will look at it and there's nothing better than building a branded experience and then getting to see themselves and what that future state looks like so we do that right okay so now we've got our branded demo center we've got our interactive demos that are specifically talking about the the integrations that they that we support that they use we'll also add intro videos. That's kind of a really strong way that a lot of people do that right now with Outbound. <clears throat> Sending targeted uh, videos is, is really valuable. We'll send a quick video that you can lay layer on top of your interactive demos or your branded demo center. So like with a lot of the tools out there, you can add videos into it throughout. We'll use a video intro and it could be completely one-to-one -one, like, hey, Salesforce or hey, Oracle, like this is for you. Or it could just be like, it could be the rep, right? It could just be the rep that owns these accounts introducing themselves. So it could be one-to-one, -one, it could be one-to-few, it could be one-to-many, but some sort of intro video we add to a lot of our, to our demo centers in those, in those interactive demos. And then, so we do that. Next, it's time to build the emails, right? Like we had to get their attention, right? You can't just send them something. You got to get their attention, email and LinkedIn messaging. It's, it's one of the hardest noisiest things in the space right now. So when sending an email to them, we actually, we try to get pretty creative with the message as well, right? Like just sending them a link that says, here's a demo center or here's an interactive demo. Sometimes like the category is new. So there might be a little bit of unknown as to what that means. So we'll actually send them a video. We'll use like a loom or something, send them a video of us going through the demo center or us going through the actual interactive demo. And then like, you know, with Loom and a lot of those videos, they'll show a GIF of what's happening in that video. So now the video has that experience in it that you're sending, right? So they can now see yeah. what's on the other side of it. So you're incentivizing them and kind of giving them information about, hey, like I built you a demo center. I was talking about your integrations that we work with. Here's exactly what it looks like. And then a little clip of that video is really strong. We actually just did a webinar about it last week talking about GIFs and emails and how effective they are. So yeah. being able to do that is really powerful. And then if it's like a really, really big company and like if you're a company that really focuses on like websites or some sort of MarTech sales tech, we'll actually show a preview sometimes of like what their website would look like with an interactive demo or a demo center. So in a lot of cases, it's just, you know, to take interactive demos out of it, it's just being able to show them what the future looks like, right? Like that's yeah. that's a lot of times that is just true. The most advanced level of marketing and sales is just being able to believably and confidently show them what the future looks like. So that's our email strategy. And then when we send those out, we'll use a tool like 
warmly and then ours as well, where we have contact level tracking tacked onto them so that we're going back to using Slack earlier. When someone does click and opens them, we can get an alert immediately in Slack, right? So we don't have to worry about them filling out forms and all that stuff, right? We can have that one-to-one -one tracking immediately sent into our communication system like Slack. And then the last thing that we do is we actually use our Warmly chat inside of our demo center, right? Which has all of our interactive demos in it and other stuff as well. And that chat, you know, it'll say, it'll tell us, hey, so-and-so is in your demo center. So if it's a hot account, which like it's your target account list, it definitely is, a rep is actually able to jump in there immediately and like show their face and let them know that there is a human there to help them out if they have questions because they're in the demo center. The demo center is usually an expression. It's definitely an expression of very high intent. They can watch what they're doing in there and they can kind of be their little co-pilot, if you will. So we use, we use warmly for that. And it's been, it's been really great for that. And yeah, that's, that's, that's it. I think that's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight steps kind of boiled down into a, a whole campaign there. But yeah, that's, that's our process. And again, I don't think it's overly complicated. It's literally like identify the accounts that you want to go after, figure yeah. out what integrations they're using and what tools they're using, going through the process of pre-building the integration specific interactive demos. Yeah. As I thought about this idea, I was thinking, oh, we're doing one-to-one -one personalized interactive demos for every single account. And like, you can do that, but again, it's really yeah. like, what's the problem that you're trying to, that they're trying to solve in the hurdle. So you can actually, yep. for lack of a word, like batch a lot of these. And then mm -hmm. the personalization is the combat, like it's you've built building blocks for yeah. an ABM program. And then the, the demo center is based on the tech that they're using, based on what we know about them and the research that we've done, we can create a personalized demo center experience as opposed to trying to, from ground yeah. up, every single time, create a one-to-one -one personalized demo experience. Like I feel like that would be a massively heavy lift, whereas this feels a lot more accessible because, again, we're doing the upfront work to build the right building blocks that then equip marketers and sellers yep. to actually build the appropriate experiences and yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. And I think it's, it's, it's really interesting that you say that because the one-to-one, -one, the really like I'm, I'm building a demo very specific to this account. You can do that. Right. And it sounds like a lot of work and it, I mean, it is a good chunk of work, right? But we have had customers do that and do that successfully. It's a little bit, I mean, it's more of a commitment, obviously, because you are building a specific experience for a very specific account, but it does work. It just doesn't have to be that way for every single one of them. Yeah. If you want to customize every single little detail about an interactive demo by editing text fields to make them more relevant to the account, add their logo or relevant images into it, you can, but you don't have to, right? So like when we see, when we do see that like hyper-personalization work, it's for huge like ASP potential. Right. The customers that have done it yeah. on our end are building those one off interactive demos for customers that are, you know, Fortune 500, huge potential whales out there. That's when it works. We've had a few customers do this. And like when one customer did it, it was for a huge ASP dollar account. It was also mm -hmm. super competitive and they weren't they weren't the front runner. 
So they spent a few hours, like it doesn't take like days, right? It takes, you know, a, a few hours, you know, probably of, of one or two person people's time. And they built out a fully custom demo experience for the prospect and it showed them how their exact life would be, you know, look inside our product and made the whole thing very tailored to one account. And they ended up winning the deal, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but like that's that's an, in, an instance in which it, it makes a lot of sense. Right. Or it might make sense. Right. And there's there's it's, it's kind of a case by case basis and you can do it, like I said, but you don't have to get like super zeroed in. Everything has to be one to one. Every single field and image has to be like perfectly aligned with their brand and like their persona and that story. Yeah. So it's a balance, but it, it works on, yeah. it works on both ends. So it can but be scaled either context, way. Like I'm thinking through it from that perspective of the one-to-one was sounds like pipeline acceleration. Like they were already in an active cycle and this was the way yeah. in which they helped to move the deal forward and actually become the front runner. So again, I love that. Yeah. The playbook. That's a good call out. I've actually never, I could be wrong, but I've never seen somebody build a one-to-one super tailored experience, super tailored demo, go through that whole process of editing all the fields for someone they haven't had a conversation with yet. Right. Like it's always been, okay, we've at least got them on the hook. We've at least got something lined up, whether that, you know, has become more of a POC, you know, something like that. So yeah, it's a good call out. Yeah. And then the other thing I just want to call out specifically is I've done this in the past, not necessarily with a demo experience platform. So mm-hmm. like, it's not the most scalable. It is not the most, uh, in maybe not the best experience, but again, if this is a concept you like, like you can do just a, a recorded video, you upload it to YouTube, oh, yeah. you make it unlisted and then put it on a landing page. And again, you can clone the landing page. And I think that's a way that if you may not have budget right now for a, yeah. a demo platform like Torial, you can mm-hmm. get started, prove the model, prove the value. And then implement another tool like Torial that actually helps you do it at a greater scale with a better customer experience. So again, yeah, like I love I love the play and I love the concept so much. Yeah, yeah, it's a good call out too. We see video versus interactive demo. You know, it's not video versus it's video and we often see decision makers, people who are you know super busy. They're in meetings all the time. They're kind of just pulling the trigger on budget, economic buyers, things like that they're less interested in clicking through stuff. They're less interested in like actually seeing how the product works, getting that user feel. They prefer videos. They prefer a one minute explainer, a three minute overview. Sometimes if they're really far down and they're really invested, you know, they'll go the distance and listen to 10 minute recording if they're like getting really close to buying. The users, the people that are in the product doing, getting their hands dirty, building all that stuff. Those are the people that love interactive, right? Those are the ones that want to feel the product. They want to try it out. They want to get a sense for it. That's when they, that's kind of how you would think about when to use one versus the other. And it also is really helpful when thinking about who to target from an account-based perspective with your target accounts. It's like, yeah, sure. You want to go after the DMs. You always want to do that. But like the people you need to really be paying attention to and really trying to get to click through this are the users. Cause those are the ones that are going to be the champions that are going to be the ones that sell it internally. And so you're really building for them. Like when you build your website, you're really building your website for the users, for the champions and not for the DMs and not for the, you know, executives that are signing off on that stuff. No, I love that. And especially when I've been building ABM programs in the past where I only targeted decision makers, they were never successful 
alone because decision makers don't generally sign off unless they've got the buy-in from their team. Yeah. So again, like I love that delineation of your decision makers need the one to three minute high level overview. Like you're building Mm -hmm. these, these detailed demos so you can actually get the internal team excited and then continuing to bring it back up to the decision makers. So they'll actually sign the contract. Yeah, Yep. totally. A couple other quick questions for you as far as potential roadblocks. So again, I think, I, I love the approach of what are the building blocks that we can then plug into a demo experience and a demo center that then is branded, that then gives our sellers the opportunity to, to create this one-to-one feeling experience. So I love that concept. Yeah. What are the roadblocks that you have started to see with implementation mm-hmm. of this playbook? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, some roadblocks that we have seen specifically, I think center mostly around mobile. Mobile is a weird, mo- I'm talking about like people viewing these things on mobile devices. Mobile's weird in B2B. It's such a mixed bag. Some people are like, oh yeah, you know, I got to have a good mobile experience. And then everyone's else, everyone else is like, you eh, know, our, our app's not mobile. And so our marketing and our, like our approach and our strategy doesn't need to be mobile. Mobile was kind of like the thing that we just had to be careful about because our demo centers aren't mobile optimized. Our, de- our interactive demos our uh, demo centers just aren't yet because it's a brand new product. We just released them. So we had to be intentional about our messaging and just make sure that folks viewed it on desktop. It turns out it was not really an issue. The, the, in B2B, it's almost exclusively viewed on desktop for the most part. Now, emails and stuff like that, LinkedIn messaging, sometimes it's on mobile, but like even during business hours and outside business hours, I still see a lot of desktop traffic. So yeah, mobile was kind of our biggest concern, but turned out it wasn't that big of a thing for us. Yeah, love it. And then as far as results, like what, what's been the impact of a, of a program like this? Yeah, I mean, for us, it's it's funny, like we've been doing this for a while. Like this is actually one of our strategies. It's kind of one of our core strategies that we use. So like we get responses all the time. We get meetings, we get ops, we get deals you know, from it pretty frequently, it works, right? Like if it didn't work, we wouldn't do it. We do it all the time. So like, it's, it's not an ABM campaign. It is a full on strategy that we use quite frequently. And so it's very successful for us. And a lot of that is because we've got really good integrations and we've got an audience and an IC, a persona that's very receptive to these types of things. Right. So it, it just makes a lot of sense and it's scalable. Right. I think that's the biggest thing too, is building custom personalized uh, experiences like this feels like it can be a lot of work. But if you have a full repository of demos that you're using for other things, and then you pull those specific more niche ones for your tech stack demos, then all we really actually have to do in addition to that is create a branded demo center, which is about 15 to 20 minutes. So that is the net added part to it. But like, if you're not doing that, then, you know, it's very scalable, right? You know, you can, yeah. you can send a few demos in an email, package it all up and, and do it that way. So it's very scalable. Yeah. I will say when I've done this in the past without any kind of a, a tool like Toriel, what it ended up becoming every single time I would do it is I'd send out 40 personalized website reviews and it would take me two mm. weeks. There was no way around yeah. it for me because with the tools that I had, that was what it took. Now the results were always there. But again, it was always the lift. And like, as soon as I left, nobody ran that program anymore because they were like, (laughs) that was Mason's thing that he was the psychopath that was willing to sit down for 80 hours to send up for website reviews, but nobody else did it because it wasn't scalable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's well, you know, that's, 
the definition of a startup is do things that don't scale. So yeah. no matter what it is, that's the same thing goes with testing, with marketing, with sales, with not just business. Always do things first that don't scale. Like if you have not tested something, don't just jump in and create some sort of operational flow for it. Don't even think about the Salesforce component. We run campaigns and we will manually pull those leads and put them into a spreadsheet and then we'll work them. And then if it's successful, then we'll operationalize it, right? Do manual till it hurts is kind of the way to look at it. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> I think you just led into our last question, which is, you know, is there anything else you'd want to share with the audiences or just thinking about ABM and marketing in general? Yeah. I mean, coming from someone myself who has not done a ton of, well, I guess not a lot of experience in the larger platform usage, love the tools, love them. I've just never been at a company where it made sense for us to adopt them and budgets. Right. So from my perspective, it's all about getting creative and getting scrappy and figuring out how to do it without tooling or much money, but it can hundred percent be done. And Mason and myself and Jacob Browser, who runs demand gen at Lead IQ, and Justin Keller, who runs growth marketing at Movable Inc., who formerly was at the Drift VP of marketing, and he was the Terminus VP of marketing. We are doing a NAR next week on how to do ABM without an ABM tool, which whenever I met Jacob not too long ago, and he was telling me all about this, and I brought this up. I was like, this is something that I'm really passionate about trying to understand because I'll be honest, like I just don't totally know how to do ABM without a damn ABM tool. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have some sort of tool out there. You should have some tooling, but yeah. So I'm super jazzed to do this webinar next week with y'all, hoping to learn a lot that I can start to implement on our side as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably most excited webinar I've, I've been a part of, so yeah, if you haven't registered for that, go check it out. We'll drop the link here in the show notes and then send it out to everybody that, that shoots us a message. But again, Andy, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been yeah. Scrappy ABM Live, and we'll hope to see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scrappy ABM. If you enjoyed this week's episode, go ahead and give us a follow so that you don't miss a single episode. We drop every single Monday so that you can start your week off right. And if you're looking for additional great content just like this, go check out scrappyabm.com. We're building a library of frameworks, guides, templates, processes, and tools so you have everything that you need to build a low-budget, high-impact Scrappy program. Again, thank you for listening to this episode of Scrappy ABM. This has been your host, Mason Cosby, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one.